Good morning. Welcome to Sunday morning service here at First Parish in Concord, Massachusetts, Unitarian Universalist. My name is the Reverend Liz Weber. I am the Minister for Pastoral Care here. Whether you have come from just around the corner in Concord or around the country or somewhere halfway around the world, it is good to be together. It is good to see you here. I invite you to participate anytime you would like in the chat, which is that um, talky bubble icon probably down at the bottom of your screen. Just make sure that you're chatting to the person you would like to be chatting. So if you have a technical question, you'll want to send it to the panelists, but probably most of the time you'll want to send your chat message to either everyone or all panelists and participants. And you can just see right after the two, it'll show you who you're talking to. We would love to have you say good morning, say hello to one another. In just a moment, I'll have all of our worship leaders say hello to you. But first, I want to let you know, if you haven't already learned or guessed, that today is a special service here at First Parish, because today we are celebrating and honoring and saying goodbye to our sexton and curator of 40 years. Doug Baker has been such a presence here for so long, a caretaker of the church, a caretaker of all of us. And so we are taking this morning as a way to honor him and a way to begin to say goodbye. That will continue through the afternoon. We'll share everything you need to know about that later in the service. I think that's all you need to know for now. So let's um, hear from everyone who's here in our Zoom circle on video. You'll notice that there are many more of us than there were just a week or two or several ago because we are gearing up to be back in full all-go mode for the bulk of the church year here. So Howard, you're back. Do you want to say hello? Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you. I had a good August off. I got lots of rest. I went camping. And I'm excited about this year. I'm happy to be back and feel rested. It's going to be a strange one, but we're all in it together. So it's good to be with you, with you this morning. And Don, we haven't seen your face in a while. Do you want to say hi? Good, good morning, everybody. It's really nice to be with all of you. And um, I'm looking forward to starting the church here with you. And I'm really looking forward to this morning where we are honoring Doug and all his good work. Amy, I'll hop over to you. You're next to Don on my screen. Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the Reverend Amy Friedman. I serve as your Minister of Religious Exploration, and it is good to have our ministry team together again, and heartfelt thanks to you, Doug. Adrienne. Hi, I'm your Social Action Manager, and it's wonderful to be here celebrating Doug today. Yeah. Hi, I'm Beth Norton, Director of Music Ministry here. Um, I'd like to say thank you this morning, especially to Eric Hunnicky, who you heard playing our organ during our, um, our uh, welcoming music, and then also to Nate DeYoung, who is our guest keyboard player today. You'll hear him on piano throughout the service. Um, and I want to say also thank you to Doug. It's great to be here and to be part of the service today. 
And Lily. Good morning, everyone. I'm Lily. I'm on tech today, um, and I'm so happy to be here this morning. Great, thanks. Thanks to our whole team, and especially thank you, Reverend Gary Smith, our Minister Emeritus. Would you like to say good morning? Good morning, everyone. It's great to be back and have a part in saying thank you to Doug for 40 amazing years. Yeah, Gary is offering our homily this morning. Thank you, Gary. And last, but by no means least, Doug, would you like to say good morning to everybody? We'll just give a minute to get the mute button off there. Y'all, Doug has done this for 40 years and he has done Zoom for like six months now and, and all of us are learning Zoom together. So isn't it good that we can be together? Doug, try hitting the space bar and see what happens. Or maybe Lily can help you out. There you go, she's asking. There you go. There we go, we can hear you now. Oh, that was a fine kettle of fish. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining the service today. And this is a life passage for me, and I'm very honored that all of you are present and a part of this today. So thank you very much, and now I know which button to push. Thank you. Nobody can say he wasn't working and growing through the very last day of service. Doug, thank you for being here. Thank you for saying good morning. And we'll let you go back to being a regular worship participant now. So folks who are watching, you won't see Doug's video, but don't worry, he's still here. We can all take a moment now to Enjoy the call to worship. This is by Anthony, by Andrew Kennedy. It's called, We Come to Love a Church. We come to love a church, the traditions, the history, and especially the people associated with it. And through these people, young and old, known and unknown, we reach out, both backwards into history and forwards into the future to link together the generations in this imperfect but blessed community of memory and hope. Welcome to worship. As is our custom every week, one of the things that binds us together as Unitarian Universalists, not only across our own country, but around the world, is the lighting of our chalice. And I invite you to find a chalice near you or a candle. It's a small, simple ritual, but it makes such a big difference. So just find something near you that you can light and we'll light our chalice this morning. And I'm thinking this morning especially of all of the candles that Doug made over the years for the chalice especially, how he took good care of it, how he had his own special recipe for the candles and how the light of it inspired us each week. Please join in the chalice lighting words that will appear on your screen. O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength 
enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacral, sacred essential moment now. And now we're gonna sing together. Our opening hymn uh, was put together by the choir. Uh, the, the words will come up on your screen. I invite you to enjoy the music and to sing along. Sing loudly because you're at home and you can sing as loudly as you'd like. Let's sing our opening song, Gather the Spirit. everyone. It is so good to be together today. Uh, hey, hi, Don. Are, are you wearing a tie? I am wearing a tie um, in honor of Doug Baker. And this tie has bugs on it because Doug and I have a very playful relationship and I like to bug Doug. So I'm wearing my bug tie for Doug today. 
<laughs> that seems appropriate. One of the things that I appreciate about Doug Baker is his love of Eastern spirituality. And I also share his love of Japan. So this morning, we thought for our children's message that we would share a classic Zen story about a teacup. Like many wisdom tales, this story has many different versions. But the version we're telling this morning is about a professor who goes to a Zen master to learn about Zen. Dawn, since you're wearing a tie today, why don't you be the professor and I will be the Zen master? Sounds good, Amy. Um, how about before we get started, we take a deep breath together and I invite anyone out there who wants to do this to join in. Ready? Okay. Big breath in. And out. Once upon a time, there was a wise Zen master. People from far and near would seek her counsel and ask for her wisdom. Many would come and ask her to teach them, enlighten them in the way of Zen. One day, a professor, someone who was very important and used to being listened to by lots of students, went to visit the master. <clears throat> I am here to learn about Zen. Enlighten me. The tone of the professor was one of someone who thought they were very important, were used to being listened to and getting their way. The Zen master smiled and said, first, let us have tea. Zen master stopped pouring and smiled. Like this cup, you are full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I teach you Zen when your cup is already full? That's the end of the story. Like most Zen teachings, it's short. story a lot. It's a good reminder that to learn, we need to keep our minds open and leave room for the new. I also like the reminder that although the professor knew some things already about Zen, they needed to empty their cup in order to be receptive to new ideas. So even though each of us already knows a lot of things already, it's good to approach learning with a beginner's mind. This is going to be especially important this year. 
We're going to need to adjust to new ways of learning and working together, whether we're at home or going back to a school building or some combination of all of those things. We're going to need to remember to keep an open mind. This reminds me of a song that we sing at First Parish when we are on our way to religious exploration. Let us open our eyes to see what is beautiful. Let us open our minds to seek what is true. Let us open our hearts to love one another. And may we walk in peace. Shall we join in singing? Let us open our eyes. Let us open our eyes to see what is beautiful. Let us open our minds to see what is true. Let us open our hearts to love one And Gary, you have a reading for us. You're still muted. All right, am I on now? Beginner's mind. I, uh, when I was asked to bring the homily for today, I thought of this line first. I love people who do what has to be done again and again. So it's a reading by Marge Piercy to be of use. The people I love the best jump into work head first without dallowing in the shadows and swim off with sure strokes almost out of sight. They seem to become natives of that element, the black sleek head of seals bouncing like half submerged balls. I love people who harness themselves, an ox to a heavy cart, who pull like water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. I want to be with people who submerge in the task, who go out into the fields to harvest and work in a row and pass the bags along, who are not parlor generals and field deserters, but move in a common rhythm when the food must come in or the fire be put out. The work of the world, she says, is common as mud. Botched, it smears the hands, crumbles the dust. But the thing worth doing well 
has a shape that satisfies, clean and evident. Greek and forest for wine or oil. Hopi vases that held corn are put in museums, but you know that they were made to be used. The pitcher cries for water to carry and a person for work that is real. Many of you know that I retired nine years ago this summer. And aside from a family memorial service or two, some preaching, some ongoing teaching, I have pretty much set down this business of ministry. But you would not know that by my dreams. I tell Liz they're occupational dreams, two or three times a month. And a big one is the general assembly. I can never find the meeting rooms, nor can I find my way back to the hotel. And in the hotel, the elevators are weird in my dreams. But the most usual setting by far is the first parish meeting house on Lexington Road. I roam those grounds, but mostly the dreams end up in the sanctuary itself. It's a playpen of dreams. The room changes shape. Sometimes I'm in the pulpit, Sometimes I'm in the pews. The cast of characters change all the time. Some are living, some are dead. Some have never been in that room. I borrow other people in my life to fill out the cast. I dream I can't find my notes. I dream I'm late. Okay, okay, I sometimes dream I'm naked. This is just a dream, folks. And so it was two weeks ago, a dream upon wakening found me in the sanctuary again, up in the pulpit, I'm late, the clock says 10 o'clock. I can't find the manuscript or it's all scrambled, the pages are scrambled, we're off to the races. And I look up into the room and the strangest thing is, has happened. The pews in the back of the room are now turned and are facing the other way and people in the sanctuary are looking at the back. And what do I say to myself in this dream? I say three words I must have uttered hundreds of times over the 23 years I worked there. Go get Doug, Doug Baker, 40 years from the ministry of Dana Greeley to the minister of Howard Dana, a remarkable achievement. Here's a picture of Doug and the rest of us on a staff retreat in 1992. We used to joke about our job descriptions. I would always use the line, other duties as requested. And here is Doug feeding me supper to the delight of Margaret and Sue and Jan and Jane and Beth. Doug's job description over the years has covered these titles and more. Sexton, sacristan, curator, historian, building manager, facilities manager, event scheduler, and other duties as requested. This past week, I familiarized myself with some of these more esoteric titles. Wikipedia says, that a sexton is someone who looks after a church. Well, Doug has certainly done that. Some definitions add to the 
the word sexton a bell ringer and we saw pictures of before the beginning of this service of Doug ringing the bell. And sometimes he delegates that task to others, young and old. And some definitions say that back in the day, the sexton was a grave digger. I don't think Doug has done that. I'm not sure. At any rate, like in my dream, I would say regularly, go get Doug. At times we said Doug was also the sacristan. This more narrowly focuses on one of the duties of the sexton, preparing the, the church for worship. These are tasks that made the ministers look good. The attention to detail. Is the pulpit set up? Are the offering plates out? Is the heat on? Are the windows open? Are the window shades up or down? Is the sound system on? Is it working, adjusted, right? Are there glasses of water in the pulpit for thirsty speakers? Is the chalice ready? Will the chalice light? Howard referred to the chemicals that have to be in the right balance to make that flame look bigger and brighter. Is the communion silver ready once a year on Monday Thursday? Great stories back in the day of Eric Parkman Smith and Doug going to the bank vault to get out the silver. Did we order those cardboard sleeves that go around the small candles on Christmas Eve? Do you, do you hear the details here? Is it any wonder when I saw those pews turned to the back of the room that in my dream I cried out, go get Doug. Doug was the sacristan of First Parish and those are all in capital letters. Sexton, sacristan, but it's the third title that I lift above all the rest. Doug was truly the curator of First Parish. Not exactly curator as we may think of the word as in curator of a museum. We could have easily become a museum, but this congregation and its leaders would not allow it. We have some objects here. We have a fancy table or two. We have art shows. We have old portraits for sure. But Doug was a curator of a living space that made possible all of the other things that could happen in these buildings. And even now in a pandemic, the building is ready for us to move back. Curator is a Latin word meaning to take care. Caretaker, caretaker. It's a simple title, but it says big things. For 40 years, Doug took care. Like his bonsai, like the herb garden, like his paintings. Can you see the painting of Doug behind me on the wall? Doug took care. Look at the clouds. Look at the trees. Look at the sky. All done with deep care and watchful attention from his paintings to his plants to buildings. It's worth considering what we take from this. I wonder for what in this life are we curators? What is that which is deserving of our care? And how are we doing? How do we take care? We sign off messages sometimes with those words. Take care, take good care, 
take good care of yourself. I love people, says Marge Piercy, who do what has to be done again and again, who move in a common rhythm when the food must come in or the fire be put out. Go get Doug, we say. And here at the end, please indulge me because I'm aware that in this crazy space we've created today, there are a great cloud of witnesses from over 40 years. Those I, I see in a tableau, a snapshot, a memory of faces on the lawn by the herb garden on the 4th of July, year after year, a tea party hosted by Doug and Diana, Connie Lloyd, Persis Green, Marion Wheeler, Rusty Wheeler, Tim Warren, Harvey Wheeler, Debbie Greeley, Eric Smith, Betty King, George King, Cynthia Fraley, Sylvia Clink, and more. The caretakers of this institution we call First Parish and Concord, passing it from one generation to the next. And so to you, Doug Baker, maybe listening down in the kitchen, on behalf of us all, I say thank you. You will long be remembered. What absolutely lovely memories. And now is your chance to participate in the service. So our, our reflection question for today is, for what in this life are we caretakers? Please contribute in the chat.
please take this time to look through some of the comments from the community and I'll share some of them as well. So we are caretakers for democracy, for memories, for cherished relationships. We are caretakers for the corners of Acton, um, for humanity. We're caretakers for, looking at two screens here. Oh, the planet and the animals and the people on it. We are caretakers for our values and for our children and our grandchildren. We're caretakers for our nation and our family and our friends. We're caretakers for all kinds of values. We're caretakers certainly for our beloved first parish. There are many, many tributes to Doug interwoven between the words. <clears throat> And couples are caretakers for each other. My husband and I are caretakers for each other, sharing the duties of living. We're caretakers for our family stories, our youth stories. We're caretakers for the love that has been passed down for Mother Earth. We're caretakers for our elders, First Parish. You're welcome to go up and down the chat and read some of the sharings from the rest of the community. All right, and now we have an extra special treat. We have a slideshow and a song from our choir and there's a little bit of a background story to this. So <clears throat> according to Beth, one night in May, when it became apparent, unfortunately, that we would not be returning to our sanctuary for worship for some time, the choir sang, may nothing evil cross this door. And it was their way of expressing their sadness and as a blessing on our house. The hymn is also known as prayer for this house. So Carolyn Kopp has a collection of historic postcards and photos of First Parish and of Wright Tavern that were put on display in the parish hall in early March, and they're still there. Carolyn made a slideshow of the images combined with the choir's recording of this hymn. And so we share it today with thanks to Carolyn and all of the others who contributed images to this slideshow. Please enjoy it.
Thank you, Carolyn, for putting that together. Seeing all of those people and all of those images just makes me remember so clearly what we still have. Uh, we're not in the building very much this year and we're not as together as we'd like, but we still have each other and it was really wonderful to see those images. When someone leaves, it is appropriate to give them gifts. And we have a gift for you, Doug Baker, uh, this morning. This is an original drawing by Kel Kelleher and Lily's gonna put it up on the screen here so that folks can see it. It's a wonderful drawing and it's done from a very interesting perspective. This is done from the perspective of looking at the little cottage that Doug and Diana have lived in for so many years with First Parish in the background. And I love the perspective on this. And Doug, this will hang proudly in your new home because you have been there, tucked away, down in back, but you have been someone who has known every single inch of our church buildings. You have cared for them lovingly. You've solved many a problem. And so this gift of us to you is to acknowledge that you were there 24 hours a day, all year round in many cases, to watch out for this home of ours. And we're grateful for you for that. And we thought it would be nice for you to have a picture of your home with our home. Thank you to Cal Kelleher for the drawing. And you'll receive this, I think this afternoon, Doug, uh, during the car parade. It is also appropriate on these kinds of occasions to offer some formal words. And so Doug, I would like to offer this blessing to you. Doug, in his letter to the Hebrews, the Apostle Paul reminded them, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for in doing so, some have entertained angels unawares. Many an angel has come to first perish and conquered over the years, and you have treated them all the same. The devotion and humility you have shown this congregation for 40 years has served it well. Your patience and determination have helped it thrive. Therefore, as we release you from your duties, I would like to offer you this blessing. Please just let it wash over you and fill your heart. Doug, for loving us, we have loved you. For serving us, we have learned how to serve one another. For insisting on things being done well and right, we have grown. Bless you for all the times that you saw beyond the immediate impatience of our needs. Bless you for helping us even before we knew we needed the help. Bless you for seeing the elders in this community and for remembering them, even when they could no longer come here in person. Bless you for seeing our children, for being Mr. Baker, and for taking an interest in their ideas and their art. Bless you for making space for teenagers over the years, knowing that they had a need of the church 
even if it was hard to figure out what that was at times. Bless you for your quiet hand in every church service, every memorial service, every child dedication, and every wedding. Bless you for paint and chairs and signs and coffee and all the mundane things that make our church run. Bless you for plants, most especially for the herb garden, but for the trees too and the lawn. Bless you for your care of the assistant sextons for so much kind leadership over the years. Bless you for beauty, for surrounding us with your art and the art of others. Bless you for steadfastness, 40 years of clock winding, snow removal, and candles. Bless you for laughter, your wry humor, something obscure from the news, and those neckties. Bless you for history. You kept the story of this church while giving it back to us. And most of all, bless you for love. You have loved us when we were kind and noble and good. You have loved us when we were petty and impatient and demanding. You have loved us even when you disagreed with us. You have loved us most when we served one another. Doug Baker, this morning we release you. We release you into the next wonderful chapter of your life. We release you, but we do not wish for you to go far. Enjoy living in Concord as you have for so many years. Come and see us. There is no need to be a stranger at First Parish. Enjoy the satisfaction of having done good work for a long time. Enjoy ease and fun and beauty. Doug, there is a bell rope in the lobby of our sanctuary that holds the imprints of your hands. That rope stretches up through the ceiling to the bell you have rung so many times, a bell you have rung in joy, rung in sorrow, and rung in protest. You have rung this bell to announce to the world that something is starting. You have rung this bell to announce something has happened. You have rung this bell to announce the goodness and care of our congregation. We will feel your hands on that bell rope every time we ring it. And with every pull, we will be grateful and we will be glad. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for in so doing, some have entertained angels unawares. Bless you, Doug Baker, and thank you. Let us continue in this sense of blessing, in this sense of being together in our deepest ways. This week, two of you have shared news of the milestones in your lives that you would like us all to hold. 
And so we hold and extend our blessings. First, for Kay Harvey. Kay had a stroke in early July, but she is now settled into assisted living in Kennebunk, Maine. Although she's experienced a cognitive decline, Kay appreciates cards. The best way to send mail is through her daughter, Lisa, and you can be in contact with our office for that address. We also share news of Bill Seaver. He had had a cardiac event about a week and a half ago, and he is home from the hospital. However, he is struggling with pneumonia. Sherry and Bill welcome supportive messages by text or email, but request no phone calls at this time. So we hold Kay and we hold Bill, and I wonder who else is on your heart that you would like us to hold together. I invite you to call their names aloud now as our voices echo throughout the miles. And let us sing. today of the truth that throughout our lives we take turns being caretakers and being in need of care. Today we especially honor the times that we have been caretakers. We honor the people and the places and the causes to which we have dedicated our lives. And we renew our pledge to be caretakers. We pledge to be caretakers for one another. And today, we offer prayers for Kay and her daughters 
that they may be held in love and feel our love. Prayers for Bill and for Sherry that they may both have the healing and rest that they need. Prayers for all of us in our deepest joys and greatest pain that we may reach out for the care that we need and that we can offer care to the angels in our midst who are disguised as strangers. We pledge ourselves to be caretakers for one another and caretakers of this place. We are grateful for Doug and we echo Howard's blessings for him and Diana for the love and service and steadfast presence that they have offered us these years and for the next steps on their journey. May we take up our turn to be stewards of First Parish and stewards of Unitarian Universalism. May we honor all of the feelings we have about our building, even while we can't be in it, the complicatedness of that, including missing it, but also the joy in seeing the pictures, the joy in perhaps being able to drive past or walk past this afternoon. We pledge ourselves to be caretakers of one another and of this place and of our wider world, that we can take care of our democracy. And we pray for our country and for an end to racist and white supremacist violence. Let us do what has to be done again and again, moving in a common rhythm for the common good. Spirit of love in our daily lives, may we feel held by a great cloud of witnesses all those who have come before us. And may we work and play and love well for ourselves and for those who have come after us. Amen and blessed be.
There is no more fitting tribute we could make to Doug Baker's long service to First Parish in Concord than to just support that congregation, to just make sure that it goes on and on. And the main way that we do this is that we give some of what we have been given back to our congregation. We all know that our church simply is supported by its members and friends. It has no other income source but you and me. And so I invite you to think about the many years that you may have known Doug, or even a short amount of time, and just what kind of impact he had on our congregation, and how that was made possible, because we all chipped in, we all contributed, year after year after year, to make sure that his salary was paid, that the building was kept up, and that the congregation could do its work in the world. It's easy to give. A number will appear on your screen in just a moment. You can text that number. And if it's your first time, have a credit card ready and the uh, text will, it'll prompt you through what to do. You can of course send in your pledge checks or any other checks to the church office. We check those and deposit those each week or you can donate on our website. I encourage you to give generously for the work and witness of First Parish in Concord. The offering will now be gratefully received.
we have much going on here at First Parish just today. We are a seven days a week church, but we are especially a today church. Um, we have so much that Doug has given us and so much that we couldn't even include it all in a service, of course. One of those things that we couldn't include in today's service was some videos that Doug made about the history of our church and our congregation. I invite you to take a look at those on the website. We're posting the link in the chat. Um, you can also just, they're up in the one of those top menus drop-down items. They're just right there. It says history videos. There's a series of stories about our history and who we are as a people, what our building is, what our building has been. So I encourage you to check those out, whether you never have or if you want to take a look again. They're pretty pretty good to get to learn a new thing. This afternoon, our festivities continue as we will have a parade to honor Doug, the chance for all of us to say thank you and goodbye. It's happening from 2.30 to 4.30 this afternoon. You can see your FP Weekly email from last Monday for any other details that you might be wondering about. I want to say a special thank you to Diane Pekin and her team that has put all of this together for the afternoon. Uh, there's going to be not just you all, the parade, not just that gift that Howard presented already, but even more things happening. So thank you to Diane and thank you to the planning team of Cal Kelleher, Susan Page, Lois Suarez, and Earl Smith. And then even more, thank you to folks who are also volunteering today in addition to this the planning team. We have Joyce Biggs, Ellen Crompton, Biff Holt, Mary Wren, Vander Wilden, and Patty Popov. Thank you to everybody who is making this happen. Thank you to everybody who is helping Doug to feel celebrated today. So 2.30 to 4.30, you're invited to come around to First Parish um, in the circular driveway in front of the church. Doug will be there. Howard will be there. I wish I could be there, but I'm in Ohio still. I'm looking forward to seeing you all in a few weeks instead. So that's later. But even before then, right after the service, we have options for continuing to engage with one another. You can just stick around and use the text chat here on Zoom the way you have been, or you can hop over to the worship sharing circle, which is a structured way to uh, reflect on what you've experienced this past hour. You can also hop over to the Zoom coffee hour, and Jane Barnes, who's a member of our standing committee, is here to tell you more about that. So I'll ha toss it over to you, Jane. Thanks, Liz. Good morning, everybody. I'm Jane, and I'm a member of the standing committee. Uh, we are 11 members that work with Howard throughout the year on goal setting and planning going forward. And we are your representatives. So if you have any questions or comments or ideas, please see one of us. And I will be at coffee hour today. Um, so I hope you will join us. Thanks. Thanks, Jane.
our closing hymn is also a recent choir um, piece of magic put together during the pandemic. And by magic, I mean a lot of hard work, but it's pretty great. Let's sing together. It sounds along the ages. We are all caretakers of those that we love and those institutions that we love. We've been filled with gratitude for Doug Baker this day. Let us do nothing more than to take that out and to offer it wherever we go. Please join in the first parish benediction as it appears on the screen. Go out into the world in peace, have courage, hold on to what is good, return to no person evil for evil, Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all beings. Oh, wow.